Good evening, everybody. Welcome to an episode of Living Light Outdoors. On the mic with you this evening. Man, it's cold in Oklahoma. Whew. Lots of snow. We've, we've probably only got two or three inches here at the house, but it's been snowing all day. It's real pretty. Uh, but boy, it kind of limits your outside activity. We've been uh, just hanging out in the house, me and the old dog, and I'll let him out once in a while and go back to staying in front of the heater because it's, it's been cold all day. I've, in the process, though, has spent a lot of time in the Word today. And, and Rhonda and I, Rhonda sent me a message earlier uh, of, a, of a sermon being preached or a, or a prophetic word being spoken uh, from someone that that written a couple of books, uh, Jonathan Kahn. Many of you may uh, be familiar with his books called uh, The Harbinger and Harbinger 2. Um, I have his books, haven't read them yet, but man, I've, I've really been tuning into him lately, listening to some of the things he's saying and how it relates today. And in the process of today's message that he, he was sharing, Something really struck me, and, I, and of course I got in the Word, and, I, and I'd already been in the Word doing some studies, and, and had already printed one sermon out, and had worked on one message. I've got a, I've got a stack of them going over here again, but um, there there was one particular area, and it's a it's a part of Scripture that I really love, and, and it really something in it came out differently than I'd ever seen before, and I love it when that happens, and I and I pay attention when those types of things happen because I believe God's speaking to me in a different way. And, and and there's something important about that, and it needs to be uh, shared, spoken, whatever whatever way you want to call that. Um, so today, I, I'm going to actually, uh, I'm going to bring you a message out of Matthew chapter five, and it's actually titled the Sermon on the Mount. If you and if you look in your Bible, that's how it's usually is set this up. It's called the Sermon on the Mount. But to set up this message, I want to talk about chapter four. This is Matthew chapter five. We're going to preach out of today, but but in in Matthew chapter four. We, we see where Jesus has been taken out and tempted by Satan. Uh, so we, we see the story where he's been t- tempted in those three times and he's been ministered to. And then he begins his public ministry to preach repentance and to seek God's purpose for your life. And, and, and one of the wordages that he uses is the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And, and I believe that, that that message is very potent today, but it's not where I want to be. <laughs> he actually calls his first disciples in Matthew chapter 4. Uh, so that's when he began to call his disciples, and, and then and then when when he was doing so, he begins the work of his ministry here on earth. Now this this sermon in Matthew chapter five, what we're going to go to today, the Sermon on the Mount, it's actually where we gather the Beatitudes from. I mean, many of you will recognize that the Beatitudes. We're going to kind of go through some of those. So I'm going to go to Matthew chapter five. We're going to be in verse one through sixteen, and then we're going to go in the Amplified, just because you know how I am. I like how it says it. So starting with verse 1 of Matthew chapter 5, it says, When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on the mountain, and when he was seated, his disciples came to him, and he began to teach them, saying, Blessed spiritually, prosperous, happy, to be admired are the poor in spirit, those devoid of spiritual arrogance, those who regard themselves as insignificant, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven both now and forever." Man, just that very first one, I love this because blessed are the spiritually prosperous, that that, that spiritually prospered, happy, to, to be admired. Uh, blessed are the poor in spirit, those devoid of spiritual arrogance. These, these, these are humble people, those who regard themselves as insignificant, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven both now and forever. Blessed, blessed, forgiven, refreshed by God's grace are those who mourn over their sins and repent, for they will be comforted when the burden of sin is lifted. 
know, again, man, this is these these alone can be preached very powerfully, but still not where I want to be. Blessed inwardly, peacefully, spiritually secure, worthy of respect are the gentle, the kind-hearted, the sweet-spirited, and self-controlled, for they will inherit the earth. Man, that's powerful. Blessed, joyful, nourished by God's goodness are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, those who actively seek a right standing with God, for they will be completely satisfied. Then I, I want to encourage you to go through these. Really study this, this Matthew chapter 5 area. Blessed, content, sheltered by God's promises are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. You ever wondered if you're merciful towards others, or are we judgmental? If, if we're merciful, we'll receive mercy in return. Blessed, anticipating God's presence, spiritually mature, are the pure in heart. Those who, with integrity, moral courage, and godly character, for they will see God. Blessed, spiritually calm, with life joy in God's favor, are the makers and maintainers of peace. For they will express his character and be called the sons of God. Blessed, comforted by inner peace and God's love, are those who are persecuted for doing that which is morally right. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven both now and forever. Blessed, morally courageous, and spiritually alive with life, joy, and God's goodness are you when people insult you and persecute you and falsely say all kinds of evil things against you because of your association with me. We're seeing a lot of that right now. There is a lot of of persecution um, for those who are speaking the truth right now. Uh, There's a lot of people who are coming against the truth. No no one wants the truth because the truth is going to change some things. The, The truth is going to change some things that that many don't want to see. It's going to expose the darkness. It's going to shine a light into the darkness. And and many don't want to come out of the dark. Not right now. It goes on to say, Be glad and exceedingly joyful, for your reward in heaven is great, absolutely inexhaustible. For in this same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. So see, in this same way, in this, this, this same way of persecution where the, where the righteous are, are being taunted for, for, for a right standing, for, for truthfulness, it's, it's happened, it's, this is nothing new. This has happened before. Those who have stood in the, in the righteousness of God before were persecuted and taunted. They have been since the beginning of time and will be till the end of time. We're not alone. I think that's, again, where the Bible talks about enduring till the end. To those who overcome, we're going to have a lot that we have to overcome. You know, I've not been persecuted in great length. I have in in some length. I have a lot of people who come against me for the things that I say, that come against me for the words that I speak. They actually get very frustrated with me. Uh, I I don't really like to argue. I just simply use the Word of God. I didn't write it. It's just what I believe. So take it or leave it. Most of the time they get so frustrated as I keep quoting scripture instead of getting angry with them or calling them names or calling them out. I just keep putting truth in front of them until it so frustrates them that they give up and and, and they move on. And, and, you know, I'm I'm not saying that braggingly. I'm just simply saying that the truth will set us free. 
always stick to the truth. Always stick to his word and his way. It will set us free in the long run. Now we're getting to the good part. We're getting to the part where I really love in Matthew chapter 5. The, this particular area of scripture, we're going to go to, um, this will be Matthew 5, verses 14 through 16. And this is what I really wanted to get to. I love the Beatitudes. There's a lot of teaching in that. You really do. I really would suggest you go to to Matthew chapter 5 and really study out. Maybe write those Beatitudes down. Uh, Post them on your fridge. Those are great refrigerator uh, scriptures, great refrigerator prayers. Because they're reminders of of our character. They're reminders of what God's calling us out of to be in this day and time. But when you get to Matthew chapter 5 verse 14, it says, Now this is the role as disciples, and this is our role. It's, it's what he was teaching his disciples, but man, we are his disciples. We're, we're called the same as they. So this is our role as disciples in this world today. Matthew chapter 5, verse 14 says, You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt has lost its taste, its purpose, how can it be made salty? You, you can't... <laughs> Once salt has lost its flavor, its, its flavoring, its purpose, it can't be made salty again. It is no longer good for anything but to be thrown out and walked on by people when the walkways are wet and slippery is how it's worded there. You know, we use rock salt on days like today when it's snowy and icy out on our path. That's what happens to salt that's lost its flavor. That's what Jesus is saying. It's just been thrown out and put underfoot. You are the light of Christ to the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor does anyone light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good deeds and moral excellence and recognize and honor and glorify your Father who is in heaven. Man, what a powerful piece of scripture. And this is what jumped out. I've not, I've not caught this before. Ron and I had a little conversation about this. She hadn't necessarily caught it either. But where it says you are the light, most versions of the Bible say you are the light of the world. This actually, because it's amplified, it says you are the light of Christ to the world. Jesus is the light. So, so what this message is saying is as disciples, followers of Jesus Christ, we are his light to this world. We represent Jesus Christ. So, so when it says you are the light of the world, it's literally saying you are Jesus to this world. You ever considered yourself to be Jesus? He does because that's what he's called us to. He's called us to a right standing. He's called us to repentance. He's called us to a purification of our hearts, purification of our ways, our minds, our, our, our beings, He's called us to a rightness, a righteousness of moral character. He, he did all of this on the cross for us so that we become him to this world. He, he is the light. He is in us, so thus we become the light to the world. We're to be the hands and feet of Jesus. We're to be the mouthpiece of Jesus. We're to be the body of Christ in this world. He's the head. We're the body. The head controls the body. You understand that? I mean, your head controls your body. Your mind controls everything. It's a neurocenter. That's what Jesus is to us spiritually. He's our neurocenter. He controls our motions, but we have to be completely surrendered to him. 
We, we can't be a, a, a knee jerk. <laughs> We've got to be completely surrendered. We are the light. We are Christ to the world, a city on a hill that cannot be hidden. Listen, we are, we're, we're in, I mean, we understand darkness, right? We understand the darkness that's around us today. We are living in the most dark time in history, in our history, that, that's been made aware. Let's put it that way. The darkness is now exposed. The evil around us is now blatantly exposed. It's no longer hidden. It's always been here. The darkness has always been here. Now it's exposed. Now we're seeing it in in ways we've never seen it before. But guess what? Light dispels darkness. We're to take our light and we're to run into the darkness. We've got to carry it as Jesus carried it. We, we have to be of moral integrity. We've got to be in a right standing with God. Listen, I got news for you. You carry a lamp off into this darkness and you're not in a good place. You're not in right standing with him. You are going to get eaten by the wolves in the darkness. You better be in a right standing with God. You get on your face before the Lord. You repent. You get yourself righteous in a right standing with him. You, you get your moral character put in place, and you become who God has called us to be in this world, Jesus in this world, the light of this world. That's what he's calling us to. What an incredibly powerful message spoken in this Sermon on the Mount. He's literally setting us up with all the Beatitudes. The, 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 those, I mean, they're just, in, they're just the, if you will, I will. If you'll live this way, this is what you get in the outcome. And then, and then he lays this on right at the end. It's it's no longer good for anything if, if we lose our salt, if we lose our saltiness, if we lose our flavoring, if we lose our purpose. We can't lose our purpose. Our purpose is to be the light of this world, to be Jesus in this world today. Man, that's a powerful message. I could probably spend a whole lot of time there. I could probably get plum excited about it. I'm, I'm going to try to just let that go right there and let you mull on that, let you chew on that for a while. Man, work that over. Work it over in your spirit. Come back and listen to this message more than once. Get all that God's got in the midst of this thing. Don't don't just breeze through this one time and think, oh, you know, hey, he sounds cool. That's fun. That's a great message. And then leave it at that. Go back and listen to it again. Maybe get a notepad and a pen. Rhonda sent me that message today. I listened to it once. And then I told her, I said, wow, that was incredible. She said something to me. And I said, well, I'm listening to it again with a pen in my hand now. Because I was taking notes, there was there were things being spoken in there that I wanted to to, to catch. I I, I, want, I need to ha- I'm going to have to chew on some of those things a while. I, I need to see that more than just once. I need to hear that more than just once. Let God stir your heart. He has called you for such a time as this. The light that He's placed in you is Him. Be Jesus to this world. Get yourself in such a standing. It's not easy. I understand that. Man, I struggle. I'm, I'm as human as the next person. I've got my moments. I've got my, my failures. And it's this constant battle between my flesh and my spirit. But I must let my spirit win. I've got to feed my spirit so that it's stronger than my flesh. All of us are the same. We're here. It's to those who endure till the end, to those who overcome They're going to be granted to sit at the right hand of the Father. That's what he's calling us to. You are the light of Christ. You are the light of Christ to this world. 
Go out into the darkness and seek out that which is lost so that it may be found. Amen. Light the way back to the light. Light the way back to righteousness. Bring them out of the darkness. Amen. God bless you guys. We love you. We thank you for tuning in. We thank you for listening to our messages. Share them. Man, click on the link. Copy and paste that that link into somebody's text message, into a, a message on your Facebook, into your Facebook profile. It doesn't matter. Share them all over the place. Let this word move forth across this nation. Amen. This is our time. We're being called to be that salt, to be that flavoring in this world, to be the light in this world. We can't let this moment pass us by. Amen. We love you. God bless you guys. If you can support us financially, you'll find all our giving links on our Facebook page, uh, on our website, www.livingloudoutdoors.com. You can support us right here on the podcast. Pray for us. Pray desperately over where we are in this world today. Pray for our leadership. Pray for your pastors. Uh, if, if you're involved in a church ministry, pray over your pa- not just one, pray over all your leadership. Pray over your entire pastoral staff of your church because they're struggling in this battle the same as anybody else. Lift them up to the Lord. Pray for us. We need your support as well. I guarantee you. Rhonda and I love you guys. We're praying over you. We're praying that God prospers you in this new year and that God puts you in a place where he's using you to reach the darkness. Amen. We love you. God bless you. We'll talk to you again real soon.